Rush Limbaugh is dead. Long live Rush Limbaugh blackout erasure found poem. In recognition of the passing today one of the most malign influences of modern culture, Rush Limbaugh, I present several takes on his life and legacy from a blackout erasure found poem based on the Washington Post orbit. Rush Limbaugh is dead guardian orbit. Washington, D.C., February 4th, radio personality Rush Limbaugh and wife Catherine, L., attend the State of the Union address with First Lady Melania Trump in the Chamber of the U.S. House of Representatives on February 4, 2020 in Washington, D.C. President Trump delivers his third State of the Union to the nation the night before the U.S. Senate is set to vote in his impeachment trial. Photo by Mario Thomas Getty Images. Longtime conservative. Radio host Rush Limbaugh is dead. Long live Rush Limbaugh blackout found poems. 2020 the year the world came unhinged. HTTPS colon slash slash the world according to cosmos.com slash WP content slash upload slash 2021 slash 02 slash rushes dead dot MP3. Rush Limbaugh. Who deployed comic bombast? And relentless bashing. Of liberals, feminists, and environmentalists. Became the nation's. Most popular radio talk show host. And lead the Republican Party. Into a politics of anger and obstruction. President Trump hailed him. He is the greatest fighter that you will ever meet. Rush was a teacher, polemicist, media critic, and GOP strategist. But above all else, he was an entertainer and a salesperson. Mr. Limbaugh mocked Democrats and liberals, libtards touted a traditional Midwestern moralistic patriotism and presented himself on the air as a biting but jovial know-it-all who pontificated with half my brain tied behind my back just to make it fair especially during the presidencies of Bill Clinton and Barack Obama Mr. Limbaugh played a leading role in demonizing liberals and pushing conservative elected officials to hard stances on issues such as immigration government spending and denial of global warming but in the general election Mr. Limbaugh embraced Trump the radio host and the new president. Became dinner and golf friends. And Mr. Limbaugh emerged as a staunch supporter of Trump's battles against the news media and the Republican establishment. He railed against Trump's impeachments in 2019 and 2021 and allied himself with Trump during the pandemic era. Coronavirus pandemic. Insisting that the illness the virus causes was no worse than the common cold. Common cold. After Trump lost the 2020 election, Mr. Limbaugh echoed the president's baseless allegations of electoral fraud and suggested that pro-Trump states consider seceding from the union. Trump, Mr. Limbaugh said, represents an uprising of the people of this country against Washington, against the establishment, and it had been building for a long time. Since Perot in 1992, Trump was just the first guy to come along and weaponized it. Like Trump, Mr. Limbaugh mastered the art of portraying himself as a man of the people who fought the elites, even as he relished a luxe life in which he collected $5,000 bottles of wine, owned a $54 million private jet, outfitted the vast salon of his Florida mansion in the manner of Versailles and socialized with top corporate and political leaders. Mr. Limbaugh often praised Trump 
for succeeding despite never having won. Over the kind of people who ran large media organizations, Wall Street firms and political parties. Mr. Limbaugh dubbed himself the most dangerous man in America. The most dangerous man in America. His effect as an enforcer, keeping Republican politicians in line, was greater than that of a president or the party's national organization. Or, as Mr. Limbaugh once put it, things only take off when I mention them. At the peak of his popularity, restaurants across the nation rechristened their empty overflow space, rush rooms, and piped in the show, filling seats at lunchtime with fans who called each other ditto heads because they agreed with every pearl of Limbaugh's wisdom. Comment. I first hear about Rush when my two siblings became ditto heads in the 1980s and tried to convert me. I listened once to his show and never turned him in again. And comment. He was the Elvis of broadcast radio. He knew politics very well. And he was extremely successful as a businessman. But the thing he'll be remembered for is he was a genius at broadcasting, at performing on the radio. Although critics of the show spent decades decrying it as offensive, even cruel, his fans defended Mr. Limbaugh's insults as funnier than slashing. He won attention from far beyond his radio audience, with barbs aimed at gays, blacks, liberals, feminists, whom he sometimes called feminazis, and environmentalists, whom he derided as tree huggers. He won gleeful dittos from listeners who believed that American culture had become too politically correct. He spawned a mini-industry of anti-Limbaugh books and radio hosts who pronounced themselves appalled by his comedy bits, such as an AIDS update that presented nasty nuggets about gay people to the strains of Dionne Warwick's I'll Never Love This Way Again. For a time, he dispatched hostile callers on a show with caller abortions, in which he played the sound of a vacuum pump, before hanging up on the listener. His first book, The Way Things Ought to Be, 1992, sat atop the New York Times bestseller list. For six months, it spelled out his political philosophy. At performing on the radio, a blend of nostalgic yearnings. For a more united and homogeneous America. Comment, a time when white men ruled the world. And minorities knew their place. As did women. And gays were in the closet and comment. And an energetic embrace of individual rights. I believe in the individual. In less government. He wrote. That God placed man in a position. Of having dominion over nature. And, that racial relation. Will not be enhanced. Or prejudice eliminated. By governmental edict. Rush and the rise of Trumpism. By the time Trump took office. As president in 2017. The talk host who also called himself. America's anchorman. Had been nudged off center stage. In the end. He was overshadowed. By Fox News Channel. And more extreme right-wing outlets. Such as Breitbart News, Infowars. Oan, and Newsmax. Which owe their existence. To Mr. Limbaugh's pioneering of conservative talk as an alternative to the drive-by media. His derisive term for what he saw as a scandal-hungry 
liberal-dominated national press corps. Mr. Limbaugh's influence could be heard in Trump's denunciations of fake news. Decades before Trump entered politics, Mr. Limbaugh gave the news media prominently. Billing in his catalog of villains. College dropout makes millions. In 1972, he dropped out of Southeast Missouri State University. After one year to take a job as a top 40 DJ in McKeesport, Pa. He flunked everything. He just didn't seem interested. In anything but the radio. He avoided the military draft. By winning a medical deferment based. On a football knee. And assist on his rear end. Comment, kind of like his heroes Trump. Trumped up, pun intended, bone spur deferment. And comment. Rise of the Radio King. With his booming voice, bad boy comedy. And boastful persona. Jeff Christie was a master of top 40 technique. His show was always coming at you from the excellence in broadcasting studios. Song titles were announced with pseudo-British pronunciations. Although Christie's show was all about the hits and not the politics, he aimed his funny bits at targets such as feminists and hippies. One morning in 1973, he came out of the song Love Can Make You Happy with a quip Women's Liberation Theme. Song There For You. In 1984, a station in Sacramento offered him a talk show. Far from leaving his DJ years behind, Mr. Limbaugh modeled his new program A. After the basic format of Top 40 Radio. Replacing the songs with listener phone calls, but otherwise retaining the elements of what had long been radio's most alluring programming. Jingles, rock bumpers. The snippets of songs that led listeners in and out of each segment. Teases about what was coming up after the ads and constant self-promotion. Mr. Limbaugh's daily dicing of California politicians spiced with comedy routines and news updates packaged with pop tunes was an instant hit as Mr. Limbaugh became a local star Radio was undergoing a revolution. Satellite technology made it possible for many stations to air the same programs cheaply. And federal regulators stopped enforcing rules requiring balance in political programming. He had an immediate a knack for making headlines with his put-downs as when he blasted environmental wackos and declared animal rights activists to be a bunch of kook burgers. I represent a group of people who aren't hurt from very much in the media. The average normal American guy and his family. I have the unique ability to take the opposing point of view and just nuke it. Laser it out of existence. I am addicted to self-praise. People say, you believe the stuff you say? That's for you to figure out. I like to illustrate absurdity by being absurd. I simply validate. Democrats and Republicans alike credited Mr. Limbaugh with political influence. Well beyond that of any radio host. Since Walter Winchell half a century earlier. In 1994, freshman Republicans in Congress made him an honorary member of their class. Sarah Palin, the former governor of Alaska, who was the Republican candidate for vice president in 2008. Use a limachism. For her big applause line in speeches. 
Republicans are not just the party of no. But the party of hell no. Mr. Limbaugh boasted that he gave millions of Americans instructions on what to believe about politics. But at other moments, he presented himself as a mere mirror of public opinion. I don't orchestrate, dictate or otherwise cause people to ponder. I simply validate. A caller once confronted him on a TV show, saying, you're a manipulator. You're devious. And you're evil. I'm a harmless little fuzzball. Mr. Limbaugh replied, nobody makes you listen to me. The show is about having fun. Rush Limbaugh isn't saying. He wants the country to split into red and blue factions. As a result of conservative fury over the election results. As he attempted to make it clear Thursday. He's just saying that. Other people are saying it. I know that there's a sizable and growing sentiment for people who believe that's we're headed to. Whether we want to get there or not. Secession. Now, I didn't advocate for it. I never would advocate for secession. I'm simply repeating what I have heard. He didn't say where. He's hurt anyone float. The notion of states seceding. Let alone spell out how. Such a neo-civil war separation. Might take place. But Limbaugh's ambiguous flirtation. With the idea. Maybe his special contribution. To conservative media's rock-solid support. Of Trump's baseless claims of election fraud. I think that we're trending towards secession. I see more and more people asking. What in the world? Do we have in common? With the people who live in, say, New York? What is there? That makes us believe. That there is enough of us. There to even have a chance. At winning New York? Limbaugh's drift into radical theories. Like secession. Came after weeks of egging. On Trump's claim. That the 2020 vote. Was riven by fraud. Cheating him out of a second term. On Wednesday, Limbaugh noted. That he had read recent blog posts about. How distant and separated. And how much more separated. Our culture is becoming politically. And that it can't go on this way. But then he took his hand. Away from the flame. I haven't made up my mind. I still haven't given up the idea. That, conservative Americans. Are the majority. And that all we have to do. Is find a way to unite and win. And with that final broadcast. The king of radio. The shock jock of all time had his final words. Before going. On to the next world. Taking with him. The hopes and fears. Of his army of ditto heads. He will not be missed. By me. Or the reality-based community. But no doubt a future Limbaugh. Will emerge from the fetid swamps. Of the alt. Right reality. Rush is dead. Long live Rush. The end is near.